0: Muhammad Ali. It's the repetition of affirmations that leads us to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Muhammad Ali.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Darren and Jessica Salkis coming to you from Next Level Transformational Coaching. Welcome to Next Level.
0: Good vibes only.
1: What's happening, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about algorithms, these little tools that we can utilize in our life to help us develop that best version of ourselves. So, Jessica, let's break it down here a little bit and just jump on Mr. Muhammad Ali's quote right there.
0: Let's do it. So, your algorithms create your Rhythm, breaking down Mr. Muhammad Ali. So it's the repetition of affirmation that leads us to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, then things begin to happen. So it's about the belief. It's about the creation, about, as we talked about in our last podcast, is that repetition, repeated beingness. So your algorithm that you create, the if,
1: this, then that, then
0: that, then creates your rhythm because we want to find our flow. We want to find our rhythm. What's working for us? How do, we, how do we install and delete things? How do we run on autopilot? How do we not only focus on our willpower because that gets depleted like a battery? Mm-hmm. And basically, it's the the repetition of the affirmation. And affirmation, we're not just talking about a word that you're saying that I am this, I am that. It's your affirming to yourself of your belief that is so strong that you are putting it into action. And then once you have that belief, that conviction is so strong, that's when things begin to happen. Even though they're little steps, little by little, you're focusing on that one thing. And we always like to bring it back to that. But then that's when things actually start to happen.
1: Yeah. I like that because when he talks about the belief and then the rhythm starts to happen, it's like, and that's what we talked about, right? When those things start running on autopilot rhythm, and that finding that direction of going and starting with those small steps to put that small little easiest task for you to put in front of you when you're trying to create change, instead of making something super big, right? We have these big lofty goals. And sometimes when we look at these things that we, we we're only focused on the prize, We're focusing at the end. We're focusing on the light at the end of the tunnel where the suggestion would be is to focus on the process, focus on what it's going to take to get to the light at the end of the tunnel day by day by day. We can't get to that light if we're not following the process, if we're not following those systems. And then again, what you talked about willpower, willpower is not infinite. And this is where we can start doing, working on these beliefs creating those beliefs and creating those to be in rhythm, that they're just flowing and they're running on autopilot. That's what's going to help us decrease using our willpower to make this happen. In the very beginning, it's definitely going to take a little bit of willpower, right? That we're going to try to create this this new habit. We're going to try to create this change in our life. And what we're trying to do is delete maybe possibly a bad behavior so we can bring in this new behavior that's going to benefit our life. And the big process to that is making it super simple. And I'll just give a quick example about this. We're in the first week of September. In the month of August, I did a no added sugar challenge for myself. Basically just eating foods and and drinks that had no added sugar. And so instead of me looking at 31 days that I had to get through, I broke it down to make it super simple. I'm not going to get through 31 days if I don't get through the first day or I get through the second day. What I did is I, I broke it down into mornings and afternoons. When I woke up in the morning, I focused on the morning until noon to get through that morning without with not having any items with no added sugar. I got to noon, the celebration. Those are the affirmations in a sense, celebrating like, yes, that's what I do. Yes, this is who I am. Yes, this is, I, I'm, I'm focusing on this to be that best version of myself. Afternoon, then when I went from noon to bedtime. That was my next goal. I already made it through the morning, celebration, win, good job. Now get through the evening, the rest of the day without no added sugar. And when I get to the evening at night, again, journaling or just having those reflecting on my day, what did I do well today? Hey, good job. You You got through another day with no added sugar. And guess what? You get to do it again tomorrow. So what worked for you today? How can I implement that into my plan for tomorrow and start my morning off with positive intention? And again, the big part, celebrate.
0: That is my favorite part <laughs> is the celebration. We, you know, I think it's beautiful to celebrate yourself um, each and every day and every moment. And I love how you broke that down because you broke it down into small bites. I think that is just super important for our success. That it's not overwhelming. 30, 31 days. I think there was 31 days last yeah, month, right? Days in 31 days. You could be I like
1: <gasps> <laughs>
0: 31 days. Oh my gosh. And it was so cool that you found your flow. You found what was working for you. And what I love is as of September 1st, you had, we were sitting there and you mentioned, Hey, I, you know, since, you know, no added sugar is over and it's, it's September 1st. And I thought, and I was like, Oh, like I didn't even, I got to the point where I was like, Oh, I didn't even notice it was like the next month I did. Cause I knew it was a new month, but because I had been doing that for 30 days, no sugar added and it became almost very, very close to autopilot. Um, I didn't have the cravings. I didn't have I wasn't wanting to go anywhere or do anything or eat anything that had the added sugar. I was in my head, I was so excited that I had a little celebration in my own head is that I I'm just gonna keep on going. Like this is fine. I don't I don't need to add any sugar. I'm alive, I'm well, okay. I feel better, I don't need it. You know, so I think it's that beautiful thing that when you do um those you're affirming it, right? You have this conviction and this belief that that you're fine. You know, I don't need to add it in because what I know is when you add that sugar back in the cravings come back. So we want to be really careful about that.
1: Yeah. Those addictions. And that's again, sugar. If we break that really down, it is a, it's a drug. It's something that hits that nucleus. that comes in your brain that hits our reward centers that lights up those reward centers, just like, like cocaine does. I never, like I've never, I've never done cocaine, but that's what the research says, <laughs> talks about how it lights up that nucleus accumbens. And then the, the research has done with that is that reward center. And that's where our body, our brain, our starts to crave that sugar. And that's where the first week it, it was definitely difficult. You know, I would say there's what they talk about. The first 10 days is unbearable. The next 10 days is uncomfortable. And then the next 10 days you're unstoppable. Now, I would say it took me a little bit longer than the uh, 20 full days to get to be unstoppable. I'd say it was about 25 <laughs> days when I really felt unstoppable. Um, those first 10 days when it was unbearable, it was it was a little bit tough because I found myself thinking about what I couldn't have. And those first two days, three days, was very difficult because I used to get in a coffee drink. And typically when I get this coffee drink, sometimes I will get these chocolate salted almonds. <laughs> I have a little bit of a sweet tooth. And so... That was a big challenge for me. And that's why I went after this challenge, because I have a sweet tooth. And I wanted to create this new habit for myself to create that better, healthier version of myself. And I and I and I, I thought to myself, like, I eat pretty healthy. You know, I've dropped 30 pounds in the last two years. So obviously, I'm doing something right. With that being said, what can I do to take it to the next level? And that's where I just figured out this challenge. Like, you know what? I think the week before, I probably had a little bit too much sugar, and I started thinking about my diet. I was like, man, I need, oh, that's what it was. I was stopping getting chocolate shakes, right? I was telling right, Jess, man. I was like, a couple of times I stopped and got a chocolate shake. Gross. And I was like, man, I go up, this is something definitely not a healthy food item, right? There's either healthy foods or unhealthy foods, there's no in between. And so I took this on. I was like, you know, it's August. Let me just do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put a challenge out there and just do no added sugar for the whole month. And, um, and in the very beginning, I definitely looked at the, 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 the 31 days like, okay, I get the 31 days. And after those first few days, that's when I decided to break it down and make it small, go to the toolbox, look at the tools that we have to be able to utilize. How can I get through this? How can I make it simple? How can I make it small? How can I make this obtainable? And what I came up with is that plan. is just like, you know what? I just got to get through today. As long as I get through today then tomorrow's a new day and I'll worry about that. But today, first, I got to get through today and the day breaks up into two parts, that morning and that afternoon, and that's what I found to be successful for myself.
0: So as I'm going to explain really just in case what an algorithm is, but as I'm doing that, think about what was your algorithm that created your rhythm for this challenge that you put out there? Because you shared it with other people. You had other people enjoying it, doing it, um, and it's something that... Um, The challenge is amazing, but how do you find that? How do you create the algorithm to find that rhythm so you find the flow that you continue doing it? Because it's not about just 30 days giving up and then completely gorging on the, the first day of the month, right? That's not the habit that we are intending to do. But I'm going to share what algorithm is as you're thinking about that. So just in case an algorithm per the dictionary, so we're going to give you the the dictionary term of it, is a process, and I'm going to ad lib a couple things in it, process or set of rules, which also can be a belief, a set of beliefs, a set of convictions to be followed in calculations or solving problems. So when you think about an algorithm, most people think about computers, right? that if this, then that, and that's how computers and machines and robots are set up to be. If this happens, then this is created or this is responded. And we can do that in our own life, which we'll talk about some examples as we go. But I also want to read the definition of rhythm because we're saying your algorithm creates your rhythm. And a rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern that you can apply to anything. It could be movement. It can be sound. It could be your behavior. It could be your thoughts. It could be everything. So you're finding, again, I think of when I hear rhythm, I think of flow. Where's your flow? How's your flow? Like, where'd you, how'd you get to your flow? So what, when you cha- decided to challenge yourself with no sugar added, which you successfully did, what was your algorithm? What would an algorithm be for you to find that and create that rhythm that you got to that end date?
1: Yeah, when I went through this process, I did start thinking, if I start craving sugar, then I will replace it with a healthy option, healthy alternative. And so what I went to was fruit. So cantaloupe, pineapple, um, cherries, grapes, uh, blackberries, and raspberries. So instead of me eating, and we we didn't have really anything. Well, we still had that keto, some uh, chocolate bark stuff, but... uh, we put that away, put that in the refrigerator and uh, hid it so it was out of sight, out of mind, right? Because that's the other thing we can talk about is prompts. And that's how a lot of things, how our life is 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 led by is the prompts in our life. But um, to remove those prompts, to create that habit so I didn't get triggered. Mm-hmm. But when I had the craving, I just went to fruit.
0: Yeah, I think that was helpful. I think I did so too. I think at work, when I went to the office, I brought blueberries, I stuck them in the freezer and it really felt like a candy treat. You know, it was like, Oh, this is, this is better than me having a chocolate and like feeling kind of cruddy. And the other part with this beautiful next level benefit to this is um, we saved money. Oh yeah. I mean, we saved money (laughs) because you know, you don't realize how much you kind of indulge in, in the sugary treats or in other things. And just so you know, Fresh, organic, yummy fruit does not cost more than garbage yeah. <laughs> when you it know, comes and, down to it. And
1: like that day we went to Coeur d'Alene and usually I would get a pastry and some type of coffee drink that actually had added sugar in it. But this time I was like, okay, we're not doing that. So if we want to get a coffee, I guess we can go to America, get an Americano or we can just do straight coffee if we wanted something like that. And also what I brought into uh, my life, which I didn't, wasn't a big tea drinker, but now I start bringing in tea as an alternative. So that kind of really helped me as well. And just and it's just looking at again, what was my mindset? Who am I? What's the identity that I want to create for myself? And that identity is creating that version of being a healthy individual. And what would a healthy individual eat? And um, there's a book called It All Starts with Food uh, written by Dennis and Melissa Hartwig that talks about that, that the choices of food that we are making, they're either healthy choices or they're unhealthy choices. There is no in-between when it comes to food. It's, it, that's all our options are, healthy or unhealthy. And so that kind of helped me also through this process. Um, you know. But leading up to this, it wasn't just all of a sudden, this is what I started with, using algorithms in the very beginning of this process of TV, right? If we have that urge to watch TV, then we're going to put a time limit on it. And it got to be when I wasn't sticking to that time limit, what I decided to do and having this conversation with Jessica is like, let's just cancel our cable. Let's cancel our satellite. And so we don't have that distraction sitting there because I wasn't able to control it. So I would always find myself being bored and then turn that TV on. Now we don't have that option. And now what do I do? I go outside. I go for a walk. Um, I'll go outside and maybe pull some weeds or, just do something. Find something else to do. Be active versus just sitting on that couch. And that's the biggest thing, that biggest impact that's added to my life is the extra added movement that I brought into my life as well.
0: Yeah. So let's break down kind of the areas of your life where we can, we can share some algorithms. And then as you're listening, think of some algorithms yourself. There is a really great exercise that I think it was like writing down a hundred algorithms and then pick out the ones as you narrow them down that are most important to you and that are going to give you the biggest return. And so again, it's about installing something or it's about deleting it. And the goal here, and like Darren said, about that, we don't have that infinite willpower. If you imagine your cell phone battery, it gets depleted. And what do you how do you feel when you look down at your phone and there's a red line? You're like, oh my gosh, my my battery's almost dead. Well that's like that's like us. You know, as we rely continually, every moment on our willpower, not playing offense, not creating things in our life. Yes, it takes work, but we want to run on autopilot for some things, not everything, but especially the things that are going to benefit our life. Let's take out the thought process of everything we do because we have plenty of that. There's going to be plenty of that for the rest of our life. Let's take out some of that decision-making. When I crave sugar, then I eat this. And it just becomes something that's an autopilot, that just part of your brain. There are you know, Navy SEALs. There are people that go into combat. There's all these things. You think about recipes and protocols and operating procedures. They have tons of algorithms. If, if this happens, then do this. And then there's an outcome. If this happens, then do this. It's like having a flow sheet. It's something that you follow and it takes out the emotion and it takes out the, the feeling that you're having at that moment because when we're stressed and when something sad happens, we tend to emotionally allow that to lead us. And by having algorithms, it takes that part of it out. So let's talk about eating, moving, sleeping, energy, work, and love. And are there any algorithms that um, you can think of as you're listening that you want to write down the if this, or you can even say when this, but if this, then that, and you're going to create these algorithms and then you're going to pick just one, pick one that you want to practice today and that you want to be mindful of and, and see if it works for you, if it brings value to your life and then be consistent.
1: Yeah. And pick one that's going to like what Jessica said, that's going to bring value to your life that you're going to f- see instant satisfactions, instant results, you know, People change best by feeling good, not by feeling bad. And this is a book from B.J. Fogg, um, Tiny Habits. And talks. he talks about prompts are the invisible drivers of our lives. And if we want to change a behavior, then we should remove that prompt. It's easier to avoid than to resist. And so that's something, again, when we talked about having certain treats in the house, and this is what Jessica's did at our house, is taking things that were at eye level in the cupboards that were... Maybe the foods that if we had a snack or something that we don't want to overindulge in is to put that up on the top shelf so it's out of sight. It's out of, it's out of our view that we just don't open those covers and that's what our eyes directly go to. If you go to the shopping mall, you go to the market, you go to the store, things are strategically placed in a position because people know that these, these, the food industry has done their research. And they put things at eye level because they know that's where you're going to look. And if you see it, you're going to typically grab it. Just like the, when you go to the checkout line, you you got those Pepsis, you got the Cokes, you got the, all those little chocolates right there, right in front of you, right before you leave the store. Why didn't you pick that out on the way when you're, when you're going around the store? You didn't stop there and, and look for candy or you didn't go there and look for a, a Pepsi drink. But when you go out there and you're going through the checkout line, all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's a Pepsi. Maybe I'll get a Pepsi for my drive home. Right there, added sugar. We're drinking our calories. it's another way to get away from that. So, again, those prompts. Those prompts is what drives our life. So how do we remove those? How can we remove those prompts to change that behavior? And that's in the beginning with the food, making those choices going around the outside of the food, creating that identity. How do I want to eat? How do I want to show up? What's my goal? What is that best version of myself? Simple, make it small, make it easy and start there. Increase that willpower. So things run on on autopilot. Then that willpower can be used someplace else.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like the play offense, right? I mean, don't have those things sitting out right in front of your face. It's a lot easier to, not rely on that willpower to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. I mean, I I've done that where I know something's sitting there in the fridge and I am like, okay, I'm just going to go sit down. And then 10 minutes later, I'm thinking about it, you know, but if you have an algorithm that you're basically like, well, I'm doing this instead, you know, then you're going to be more successful. The other part too, um, is bringing in like an algorithm for me, And, you know, have your floors and ceilings. We've talked about that many times before, but with anything we do, you know, make sure there is a range of your celebration so that you have a floor and ceiling because we don't have control of everything that's happening in our life. There are things, yes, we have control of, of how we respond, but we don't have control of the actions that comes towards us at all times. And so for me, moving, I have an algorithm, which I love this because as I was thinking about it, it does just become part of my week. So if it's Wednesday or Thursday, then I go to a a 5am workout. And what's cool about that is because I've been doing that consistently, then it just becomes part of my life. So on Wednesdays and Thursdays on my calendar, it says working out at 5am and it becomes not a, um, it's consistent, right? And it becomes less of a decision I need to make because I'm just I'm doing it. It's autopilot. And that's what I'm able to commit to as a gym workout other than my own certain things that I do on my own. But those are the two days of the week that I can commit. And it took a while. It took a while for me to find the days of the week that I can drive into town that I am maybe working in the office in town that would work with my schedule. And now that I have that as a consistent algorithm, I plan things around it. And I think that's truly when it becomes autopilot is when you plan things around it. These are my times. That's This is um, self-care awareness month. So it's important that you can provide self-care to yourself, be consistent, because it's not selfish. And it's something that um, helps us be very successful. Another part of an algorithm that I really like is for my sleep. And for my sleep to be successful, I know that when seven o'clock hits, if it's 7 p.m., which is lovely because our alarms, Darren and our alarms on our phones go off at the same time to remind us it's about time to wrap it up if you're on your phone or if you're working, doing social media, anything. But if it's 7 p.m., my electronics go off. And that gives me a beautiful amount of time to start winding down. If I haven't packed my stuff for the next day, then I have a chance to do so. And it's just a great reminder to have that just be part of your consistent schedule. I'm not perfect at all. Weekends tend to be a little different, but I know during the week I have different alarms that are set that remind me and cue me to be like, okay, here you go. It's time.
1: Yeah. And it says you can like at algorithms almost in the game of golf. You know, when you are sitting at a long drive, you're, you know, it's a par five and you're going to hit that tee. What club are you going to use? You're going to use your driver, right? If I'm sitting at 300, 400 yards, I'm using my driver. If I'm sitting within 150 yards, I'm going to use my seven iron. If I'm on the green, I'm going to use my putter, right? If this, then that. That's Those are almost algorithms right there. We make those adjustments. If I hit into the sand, maybe I'm going to use my sandwich, you know? So it's those types of things that how do we put into play that are right there in front of us that we don't even recognize that, that is happening. So going with that, Type of thought process, again, setting yourself up for success. If I want to get up at 5 a.m., then I need to make sure that I go to bed by this time. So setting an alarm for yourself, even in the evening that I'm going to bed, I want to be in bed at 8, 8, 8 p.m., so maybe I'll set an alarm at 7 p.m. to get myself prepared and get my all my stuff ready for the morning so I can get to bed by 8 p.m.
0: Yeah. Your golf example. I liked it. Cause as I was thinking, it's not like your algorithm, you know, um, it's something that you practiced, you know, if you don't, so I'm not very versed in the game of golf. I would go out there and I'd be like, what do I do now? What do I do now? And that it's not a good feeling for me while I'm out there. And I'm like, okay, what, what, what club do I use? I, I don't even have a clue. Like, you know, how do I hit it? And it's, it's fun to an extent, but the nice thing about is doing something repeatedly being consistent with it. The algorithms just come, it becomes part of your game and you're not focused on that part. So it takes practice sometimes. Sometimes it takes practice to be able to utilize that autopilot as it's intended so that, um, you know, what wedge, what club, whatever. I mean, I want to just, what's the big club? The driver? Dri- I would like to just drive everything. <laughs> everything would be amazing if I could just drive it. I would putt with my driver if I could. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, algorithm. even looking at the sport of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. When I do this, then, you're gonna, then the person's going to do this. If this, then that. There's always a counter. And that's kind of what algorithms are, It's that counter. If this, then that. So setting yourself up for success, how can you use it? Make it super simple. Make it small. And again, today's challenge. What is one thing that you feel that you can maybe change, that behavior that you can change in your life, and how can you break that down? Make it easy. Make it small. And if I do this, then I will do this. To go towards that positive behavior. Give it a try. And then the celebration. Recognize when you make that change that's intentional. You're being present. And you're recognizing that you're making this change and you and you went in the right direction. Celebrate it. You need to be... Again, I don't want to tell you what you need to do. (laughs) What would be helpful is to celebrate those wins, be your best coach, be the best motivator. That will help keep you going in the right direction.
0: And just remember, what is your algorithm that can create the rhythm of your life?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's it. So I think we can wrap this up conversation up I think Jess That's if right. this then that
0: if this and that everybody algorithms are the bomb they're part of the future so join us with our next podcast thank you so much for listening subscribe find us on facebook and instagram and we will see you next time next level good vibes only